Hey, welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. My name is Chris Border, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Before we get started on today's topic, metabolism, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do here. So let's start off with our summer sports camp. So what we're doing here is you got to know that speed is a skill. The ability to change, take advantage of the potential of one's body and do so consistently is a highly technical skill. Every athlete knows that in nearly every sport, speed, agility, quickness are coveted by coaches and scouts at all levels. So you can discover how you can improve your sprinting, cutting, and other athletic skills to be fast in a sport. So we are having two groups on Tuesday nights, a 6 o'clock group for uh, 11 to 15 year olds, 11 to 14 year olds, I think it is. And then from seven to eight, we're going to go 15 plus. And we're going to work on giving you a proper warm up routine, sprinting mechanics, an explosive first step, change of direction, acceleration development, agility drills, um, core strength, total body strength and power, some dynamic flexibility, some injury prevention. And we're going to help boost the young athlete's confidence. Skills should be worked on year-round, not just in the summertime. But it's a time of the year where we can break things down, learn some skills, and take some things that we can work on throughout the year. And that's what our goal is, not to just get you, try to get you fast for an eight-week block over the summertime, but give you some skills, some techniques that you can work on year-round so that skill becomes an actual advantage for you in your games. That starts, um, let's see, I'm going to say Tuesday the 28th, if Tuesday the 28th. Yeah, Tuesday the 28th. Give us a call. Uh, there's a link if you want to check out our landing page on it and learn a little bit more about it. Um, it'd be right in the notes. Second, if you're interested in learning more about fall prevention, we've been running a series on Facebook and in our emails about fall prevention and home safety and balance. You won't want to miss our free seminar, our free workshop on Thursday, June 23rd at 6 p.m. right here down at US Fitness. Liz Cornish and I will be discussing home safety, fall prevention, balance, and so much more. Show up and you could win a free home safety evaluation and or an all-inclusive 30-day membership for right here at Yes Fitness. So give us a call today to reserve your spot. you got to reserve your spot so we know you're coming. Our number is 860-673-4293. It's going across the bottom here on the ticker, and it'll also be up in the notes in the post. So that is our housekeeping for today. So let's get into our topic of discussion, okay? We've been going the past few podcasts. We had one with Rose in there uh, talking about Rose's um, accomplishments. We've been dissecting the book Next Level Metabolism by Dr. Jay Tata. And it's extremely interesting. Uh, I went to a few metabolism, menopause um, and metabolism, just metabolism in general at my most recent conference back in February, or maybe it was March, whatever it was, the beginning of the year. And I said, you know, this is a topic we need to talk about. And so I did some investigating and some recommendations from other coaches and 
started to read the book Next Level Metabolism, and I said, you know what, this is something that I need to review with my with my listeners. It's got some very easy to understand information and to know really how the metabolism works and what you can do for your metabolism. So keep in mind, if we get anything out of this, okay, today I'm going to take what we talked about in two previous podcasts, kind of outline it a little bit, review it, and then we're going to take it to the next level. How do we put some of these things all into, into motion, into practice? And then next week we're going to have uh, on our 200th podcast, fitness expert Rachel Cosgrove discuss menopause and metabolism and weight gain and weight loss and things like that. So you do not want to miss that. So first thing to understand, first concept here is that you need to do, and this is what he stresses in the book, you need to do what works for you. Develop your own plan based on you, not on some diet. And one of the goals of this book is to give you those tools so that you can figure out your own metabolism. Be your own metabolism detective. Remember, everyone's metabolism is different. Everyone is different. So to try to look to a diet or look to someone to tell you what to do, you can get some coaching and some help with that, but you can't rely on a diet because a diet may work for one friend, may work for someone else, it may not work for you, it may not work for your lifestyle, it may not be food you like to eat. We always want to think about an eating pattern that we're going to be able to maintain for the long haul. It's not something that we're just going to bounce in and out of. This is something for the long haul. And I think um, he does a great job in this book. And it's something that you may want to pick up and, and look at. I mean, I have all kinds of things, all kinds of notes for this um, because it is really it is really that good. If it wasn't that good, I would want to talk about it. So we're going to pop a little um, – PowerPoint presentation so I can go over it with you quickly. This is a review of what we had spoke about previously uh, in the other podcast. You're welcome to go back and, and watch them if you want to go a little more in-depth with this or just pick up the book. Um, I think you'll find it very interesting. So now slide number one is what is metabolism? And metabolism is the mechanism responsible for seeking, procuring, digesting, assimilating, transporting, and generating energy. You don't want to think of your metabolism as a calculator. It's not just calories in, calories out. It doesn't work like that. Think of it more as like a computer, chemistry set, a thermostat, and a stress barometer all in one. It's a big barometer, stress barometer. And it's constantly measuring the demands placed on it by the outside world. That's the stress barometer. That's how the stress comes in, in place. And then it's going to calculate what your needs are and consuming its energy needs. That's what the computer does. And then through a series of complex chemical reactions, producing energy requirements, that's a chemistry set. It's going to have a feedback system to make any adjustments. That's the thermostat. Your metabolism is your survival mechanism. It's survival software. It's a stress barometer. And I'm going to go through some key points about metabolism, but I want you to keep in mind that it's different for everybody and that you need to try to figure out your own. And it's not just as simple. My metabolism is set at this rate. My metabolism is 1,800 calories. And if I take in 1,700 calories, I'm going to lose weight. And if I take 2,200 calories in, I'm going to gain weight. It's not, that's not how it works. It's not that simple. Mm -hmm. 
So we have some key points just about metabolism that I want to review. It's your body's energy management system. It works on supply and demand. It's very complicated and has many interconnecting moving parts. It's, it's very complicated. In metabolism, there's one big measuring device combined in a sophisticated computer in a chemistry set in a biofeedback system like a thermostat. That's the way you really should start to look at and think about your metabolism. It becomes dysfunctional whenever it's confronted with too much or too little. It seeks balance constantly. It's adaptive and a reactive system. So when something gets out of balance, it's going to react and try to get back into that balanced state that it's always looking for. It doesn't do well under rigid conditions, meaning you do the same thing day in and day out, day in and day out. And this is why doing the eat less, exercise more approach to dieting ends up being and causing issues because the metabolism becomes rigid. We want it to be flexible. A fast metabolism, not ideal. A flexible metabolism is what's ideal. And that is the main point of this book that Dr. Tata tries to get across. It's constantly measuring what's going on in the world around it. And it, it uses hormones to tell the inside cells how to respond. And these hormones are indirectly or directly responsible for the producing of sensations we can feel. And we're going to talk about home runs next week with, with Rachel. Schmeck is our way of measuring metabolic stress. When Schmeck is in check, we're like to be flexible and stable. When Schmeck is out of check, we're rigid and a stuck metabolism. And we're going to talk about Schmeck in a few minutes. When we're flexible, we're thriving. When we're rigid, we're rotting. So let's go over a couple terms here. Uh, we want to make sure that we know and understand. This is what makes up our metabolism. It's our daily, a daily total daily energy expenditure, our non-resting energy expenditure, our thermal effects of food which takes up about 10% of our non-resting energy expenditure, our NREE. Then we have our NEAT, which is our non-exercise activity thermogenic. That takes about 15% of our non-resting exercise, non non energy expenditure. And then we have our EAT, which is a thermal effects of activity, which is exercise, which is about 5%. So you can see exercise is only about 5%. It's important, but NEAT is what we're going to see is very important. And there is some effect from just the um, effects of when we eat. With all the rest, the rest of that equation, about 70% of our metabolism is a resting energy expenditure. We have a little bit of control over that, but not so much control. So the thing to keep in mind here is we're always thinking about exercise and how hard we work out and things like that. And But we really need to be taking a look at our non-exercise activity thermogenic effects on our caloric expenditure and how it works hormonally within the body. 
So the first law that um, we talked about was the law of metabolic flexibility. Everyone is looking for a fast metabolism, but what we want really is a flexible one. When we try to speed up metabolism, like exercise or supplement, it also speeds up hunger and cravings. That's heck, HEC. A flexible metabolism doesn't let a lack of food a lack of food sent straight to our starvation behavior. So if your metabolism is flexible and we have a little less food, we don't go right into a starvation behavior type modality. You want your metabolism that can adapt to the environmental stresses and the strains. So that when we're less on food, if, if your metabolism is very stretched, very rigid, and we, we cut our calories too much, automatically it's going to make us hungry and it's going to give us some cravings. So that's why we talk about the law of metabolic flexibility. We have metabolic compensation. It's when the metabolism is confronted with stress in the outside world, like food shortages or calorie reduction or, or gap or temperature changes and challenges and excess exercise, it will institute its survival software and compensate in an attempt to regain its balance. Remember, the metabolism is always looking to regain balance. The longer you stay in a large calorie gap, the more stress you're putting on your metabolism will experience an adaptive thermogenesis, and it will allow your resting metabolic rate to lower. It will reduce your energy, and it's going to increase your hunger and your cravings. That's what happens when your metabolism is rigid and we put stress on it. Then we have metabol metabolic multitasking. The body doesn't do that well. Um, the body either wants to increase muscle, increase fat, or it wants to lose muscle and lose fat. So there's ways to work on the metabolic multitasking. Uh, we talked about it in that presentation. Uh, you can head back to that and look at it, but it's not one of the main things that we need to try to discuss today. So we just spoke a second ago about um, hunger, energy, and cravings, the acronym HEC. Um, what happens is dieting causes HEC to go out of check. When there's a big calorie gap, HEC gets out of check. The more we widen that gap, like when we exercise um, eat less, exercise more, the more rigid the metabolism gets. We need to define hunger and cravings here, okay? So hunger is that emptiness you feel in your stomach. It isn't a bad thing unless it gets out of control. When there's a big calorie deficit and you exercise too much, it forces you want your hunger to increase, you want to grab anything in sight, that's when it's a problem. Whereas you know you're having a craving when you feel full, but you have a strong desire to taste something else. Heck is used as a daily biofeedback. That's something that we're going to think about as we go through the process to determine whether our metabolism is in check or not, or is working correctly, is if we have heck, if we have hunger, or we low on energy, and we have cravings, we know that our heck is out of check and that our metabolism isn't working the way we want it to work. Mech, sleep, hunger, mood, energy, and cravings, okay, are all our biofeedback system. And 
for some, the more important hormone biofeedback is this schmeck. We need to analyze these things, not necessarily on a daily basis, but on a weekly basis. So heck, you can think about daily, okay? How am I feeling? How am I feeling after this this um, this meal I had? Or how am I feeling after I slept? Or how am I, what kind of mood am I in? And you can take schmeck, these things, sleep, hunger, mood, energy, and cravings, and look over the week's time to see how that's affecting you. And if these things get out of, out of whack, then you know that your metabolism isn't working the way it should be. It's rigid and you don't want it to be rigid. So for example, sleep tells us about stress hormones and our growth hormone balance. All right. Our mood gives us the balance of our brain chemicals like serotonin for relaxation and energy is our stress and the insulin balance that affects our stress and our insulin balance. So when these things get out of whack, your metabolism gets out of whack. So these are the things you want to monitor over, monitor over a longer period of time. So that's what Schmeck is all about. And then we have law number two, which is the law of metabolic individuality. Keep in mind, very important, that everyone's metabolism is different. Your metabolism is different from mine. Your, your, it's different from everyone's. So you need to think about what works for you. And each human is as different as the inside biochemically as they are on the outside physically. So we want to try to take a unique approach to physiology, psychology, personal preferences, and the practical circumstances. Those are the four Ps. So physiology is our unique genetic makeup, um, our varied endocrine effects, variations in disease susceptibility, and, and there's a list of other things. And psychology is very unique personality. It's varied response to emotional stress. We all respond to things differently psychologically. Different orientations towards rest and work. And there's a whole list of things psychologically what makes us different. And our personal preferences. We have individual habits that are different, right? We have likes and dislikes, assumptions and expe expectations are all different. And then finally, our practical circumstances, like where we live, or maybe our monetary resources, our physical limitations. So these are all things that you need to keep in mind as to why our metabolism are all different. At the point, you have to do what works for you. What works for me may not work for you. And later on, I'm going to talk to you about how I put all these things into, into my own regimen recently to make some changes. So as we look at um, and try to assess where we're at, there are four main categories for metabolic control. Each has a different mechanism that allows for metabolic manipulation. Think of these as choices or actions you can take to alter your metabolic output. So if Schmeck is out of place, what is it is Schmeck is out of place and, and what, how can we affect it with these four things? Metabolism isn't simply about diet and exercise. Mindfulness and movement are massive impacts. You have your mindfulness, which is stress reduction. We have movement, which is daily living activities. So a key here is that metabolics and meals can be overdone and are typically overdone, causing heck to get out of check. 
eat less, exercise more. Typically what people do to lose weight and we get heck out of check. Most people look for weight loss with, with that, with eating less and exercising more, but maybe they should be looking more at their mindfulness and their movement. It's probably what they need to look at. It's hard to overdo mindfulness and movement. So you must find what's called the Goldilocks zone for your meals and metabolics. Too much meals or not enough meals is going to put you your heck out of check. Too much metabolics, too much exercise or not enough exercise is going to put you out of the Goldilocks zone. It can put you into your heck out of check. So that's something that we're going to use to determine, to manipulate the things that control your metabolism. Once you've decided, hey, my heck is out of check. Why is my heck out of check? I take a look at my whole week's long schmack. Is my sleep out of line? Is my movement out of line? Um, those things, you determine what's out of line there. And through the four M's, you make some manipulation in your lifestyle to adapt that. That's part of law number two. And then law number three is physics entropy and entropy. And this is kind of the law of brain drain, okay? Your brain needs to be recharged. And if we're only working, we're not allowing our brain to recharge, typically through mindset, mindfulness, we're going to get weak. And if you're only going to rely on willpower, you're going to get weak. Just like willpower needs to be recharged with sleep every night, your brain needs to be recharged with mindfulness. So it's extremely important that we have the law of psychic entropy figured out and we don't let the brain drain. And let's get into how we stay flexible. All those other things we've talked about, and we've mentioned a little bit about these toggles as the doctor talks about. E-L-E-M is exercise less eat more. E-M-E-L, exercise more, eat less. E-L-E-L, exercise less, um, eat less, exercise less, pardon me. E-M-E-M, eat more, exercise more, which is the athletic toggle. And then we have E-S-E-S, -E which is eat some, exercise some. And we, we want to go in and out of these different toggles to keep the metabolism flexible. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Getting all those down in my head sometimes gets a little fuzzy, which is E-L-E-M and E-M-E-L and all that kind of stuff. But you understand the concept here. So to stay flexible, we want to try to manipulate these, these different eating and exercise patterns to keep the body flexible, keep the metabolism flexible. So through this process, we're going to start by what he calls AIM. And AIM is assessing four M's. You want to rank each of the four M's on a scale of one to 10. So for example, movement. If I'm only walking 5,000 steps a day, I'm going to give myself a five. If I'm 
not doing anything mindful, not de-stressing at all, I'm going to give myself a zero. If my bed of blocks are in place and I'm exercising in the Goldilocks the zone, then I might give myself a 10. Or maybe if I'm walking 10,000 steps away, I'm going to give myself a 10. So you're going to assess those four M's on a scale of one to five, and you're going to decide what you need to work on to help get your metabolism flexible. So you're first going to assess, assess it, and then you're going to invest, investigate. So assessing is taking a look at the four M's and taking a look at heck and schmeck, investigate through heck and schmeck to determine where the changes that you need to be working on and then modify the M, make those changes. So how, how does this all start? Where do we start from? You're going to pick a plan. You're going to pick something that you've done in the past. Maybe you like to eat a vegan diet. Maybe you like the keto diet. Maybe you like South Beach diet. Whatever it is, we're going to start there, and we're going to work off that. Maybe you don't have any particular diet. Maybe you just eat the way you eat now. That's where we're going to start. And this is just something we're going to work off of. It's, it's not rigid. We're going to work off of this. And just keep in mind that this plan is your plan. Calorie-wise, where do we start with calories? Now, I'm not a big believer in counting calories because I think it's very difficult. Uh, and I think it's very inaccurate. But it is a way to educate. And it's a place to start. So a crude way of doing it is just taking your current weight and multiplying it by 10. If you weigh 180 pounds, it would be 1,800 calories. And we're going to adjust from there based upon our aim, our assessment, investigation, investigation, and modification through the heck in the schmack. So we're going to adjust from there. You can determine which toggle you're going to start with based on the aim. And be patient. You didn't gain all this weight overnight, and you're not going to lose it overnight. Okay? It's going to take some time. When I talk about my particular story in a few minutes, you'll see what I'm talking about. But from here, we're going to determine which one of the toggles we're going to use, okay, based upon your lifestyle, where we're going to start. Remember, this is not forever. This is where we're going to start. And as the body adapts and it gets, we don't want it to stress out, we're going to change. So if we were looking at the, let's say just for example, the eat less, exercise more toggle. You don't want to stay in this for more than two to four weeks, okay? So if you're an 185-pound person, okay, you want to set your grams of protein either based on your total body weight if you don't have a, a body composition. In our particular case, we're using a body scan so we can tell you what your lean body weight is. That's how much protein we want to take in for the day. So let's say we're going to use 80, 185. That's how many grams of protein we want to take in for the day. We're going to take when it's our suggested macro percent for eat less, exercise more is 30, 40, 30, 30% carbs, 40% protein, 30% fats. So we calculate that based upon our protein. We take a look at the slide here, okay? We do 130 times four for 520 calories of protein. 520 divided by 0.4 would mean 1,300 calories of protein. And then we're going to take that 1,300 and multiply it times 0.3 and then divide it by 4. 
which is nine, give us nine grams of carbohydrate. And then we do the same thing, same process for fat to figure out a total fat. So we'll end up with um, 42 grams of fat, 98 grams of carbohydrate, and 130 grams of protein. That's what we're looking at, okay? Remember, four grams, four calories per gram of carbohydrate. We have four calories per gram of protein and nine calories per gram of fat. And then we're going to track the progress. We're going to see how it works. And from there, you can determine whether you need to make some changes from that, whether you need to look at the four M's. Are we having our mindset? Is we being mindful about this? Are we getting enough movement? Is our eating correct? Are we eating correctly? So don't just look at eating and, and exercise, okay? Look at the other two things. Those are probably the things that you need to look at. So that's a quick example of how we take a look at eat less, exercise more, the one where most people do, but you don't want to stay in this for too long. Let's say, for example, it does work for you, and you say, well, let's keep hammering away at this. Eventually, your body will catch up. Eventually, your body's going to be rigid, so you want to pop, pop out of this for a little while before you pop back into it again. So if you were to pop from there to the eat less, exercise less, mode, okay? You're, this is an example for an 185-pound female. Uh, we go through the numbers here as well, the macronutrients. Um, I, I wanted to make a point. I think I forgot about this point. In the eat less, exercise more toggle, you want to take 10 to 20,000 steps daily and exercise four to seven days per week. Okay, so it's 10 to 20,000 steps plus exercise four to seven days a week. It's eat less, exercise more. So if you go into the gym four days and you're working out, you still need to walk 10 to 20,000 steps a day. When we get to the toggle that's eat less, exercise less, that changes. We want you to walk from 10 to 15,000 steps a day and do no less than three intense workouts a week. So even though it's exercise less, you're still exercising. No less than three intense workouts a week. We're eating a little bit less and we're exercising less. So that's that particular toggle. And then if we're going to take a look at eat more, exercise more, that's really more for an athlete and the macros are off a little bit different, 40, 30, 40. Here we're looking to still walk 10 to 20,000 steps daily and do four to seven intense workouts a week. That's what's going to help lean that body out. What's a little bit different than eat less, exercise more, that's just exercising four to seven times a week. And this one it's four to seven intense workouts per week. And then you have probably one that most people want to be in is eat more, exercise less, which you don't want to stay in that for too, for too long at all. That's a toggle that you want to be in for four to seven days at most, okay? That's a couch potato. You're definitely going to gain weight. So how do we kind of put some of this together? Let's say you're in the eat less, 
exercise more. That's what you decide to come out of the gate with, okay? You want to do that for two to four weeks. And then you want to maybe switch over to the eat more, exercise more, just to change it up a little bit. And you do that for a few weeks. And then you say, okay, you know what? I'm not seeing my results anymore. I'm going to make a little bit of a change. Let's go to the, the hunter-gatherer one, which is eat less, exercise less. This is real good for year-round. Um, but you want to be in and out of that after a little while. And like I said a minute ago, eat more, exercise less. You only want to be there for four to seven days. That's how we work this a little bit, Okay. I, that's how we, we take this, this sleep, hunger, mood, energy, cravings, this schmeck. It's a guide. We use that as a guide. It's an indicator to switch in and out of toggles, toggles okay? I hope you're getting all this. If not, grab the book because it's extremely, extremely helpful. And it's extremely um, easy to understand. I'm going to take this slide off here now. There we go. Get back to where we were here. So understand that Next Level Metabolism is not a diet book. Although he does reference a few diet and dietetic recommendations, okay? First being what he calls the 3-2-1 way of eating, which is eating three times a day. Two of those meals are, are protein... Um, fruit and vegetable based and one meal has some starchy carbohydrate. That's a three to one method. That's a method that he likes. He also likes to talk about the five S's. Okay. For the, or put you say the five S's, the, 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 the S diet. Okay. Which is salad, shakes, stir fry, soup, and scrambled, which is scrambled eggs. You're going to utilize those things as your meals. And that's what you start off with because they're all kind of all just salads, right? You have a salad, then a shake is salad all mixed up with some kind of base, right? And then you have a stir fry, which is again, just a heated up salad. And you have soup, which has all different kinds of, uh, it's more of a liquid salad. And then you have scrambles, which is like eggs with all different things in there. That's as close to diet type stuff that he really talks about. It's a great way to start if you can eat like that, but whatever. Um, three to one method is interesting, but it may not work for you. Maybe you've already settled into myself personally. I can't do three to one. Um, of course, there's an exercise component to this book. We're going to talk a little bit about with Rachel uh, next week, going along with the hormones and how exercise affects the hormones and how hormones affects the body. Uh, just general in general and in um with respect to menopause. But I'm going to tell you how I put all this together a little bit. About a year ago, I did the um, master's race just about a year ago. And I lost by a second in the 50 meter and two seconds in the 100 meter. And if anyone who knows me is, I'm pretty competitive and I don't like to give up. So I decided that I wanted to compete again this year, which I'm going to do on July 9th. And I was about 197 pounds at the time. My body composition was somewhere in the mid-20s. It's kind of where I hovered for a few years now. And we just kind of determined that, you know, my training was pretty spot on. Not going to get a whole lot stronger at this age. 
Uh, I might be able to develop my power a little bit more, maybe work on some form. But one of the most important things I could do would be to carry less weight down that track. So from that point in time, it was late May, early June, up to about um, November, I just kind of made sure that I increased my protein. I wanted to make sure I got enough protein. I pulled away from my normal nutrition, where it's really focused, focused much more on longevity. I wanted to make sure I got enough protein in. I was still coaching a lot, uh, exercising and all that kind of stuff. And my weight slowly went down. And I got into the low 180s um, in the November range, late November, early December. And at that point in time, I started not coaching as much. I wasn't out on the floor walking around as much. I was in the office doing more, more paperwork. And I noticed it kind of leveled off. I wasn't losing anymore. And I'm not really one to say, I'm going to I'm gonna hammer this because I, I just really want to get there. I'd really rather make some gradual changes. So I decided to um, reduce my, my eating a little bit because I can't really reduce or play with my exercise. So I wanted, because my, my exercise program is what it is to be able to run faster. So I reduced my caloric intake. I ate less and I had a little bit of a drop, but then I noticed I leveled off and I noticed I really was starting to get hungry. I was getting hungry a lot, especially between lunch and dinner. And I'd be coming home and I'd just be craving all kinds of foods, just wanted to eat. So without knowing that, because I hadn't read this book yet, my heck was out of check. So I put a little afternoon meal in there, but it still, still didn't notice a lot of changes. And then I started to think about this a little bit. I said, you know what? I'm not moving as much as I used to move. So I took a look at my sleep to make sure I was getting enough sleep. So I, was, I started getting to bed about a half an hour earlier, 45 minutes earlier. Plus, I didn't have to be in here as early anymore to coach. So I started getting enough sleep and I had enough protein, was drinking enough water, took a look at my mindset, took a look at mindfulness. I think that was all okay. But what I wasn't doing was I wasn't moving anymore. I didn't have enough movement anymore. So I switched things out a little bit. It's, I didn't have to be here in the morning. I've still got up early. I got up early and now every day when I don't have to be in early, I make sure that I get on the treadmill. I walk just at three miles an hour. When it's nice, I'll go outside and walk for three miles. Not fast. Want to be relaxing. I listen to whatever I might need to listen to a podcast or a book or something like that. And that's when I start to see moving again. So my schmeck was out of line. I wasn't moving enough. So now I feel like I have some things in order. I'm, I'm not, my heck's not out of check. I'm not getting those cravings anymore. I'm not getting super hungry anymore. My energy level is okay. Before I can notice at night, my, we get a little bit, lose a little bit of energy in the middle of the day. And I keep my, my schmeck weekly. I make sure that I have enough sleep, that I'm not really getting hungry, that my mood is okay. My mood is generally okay. Um, my energy level is good, and I'm not getting cravings. And that's how I've adjusted. And I adjusted that without really even thinking about it. It just happened naturally, just from me, you know, taking aim, investigating myself. But then I read this book, and it's all right there in the book. So you can do it too. You didn't gain all this weight overnight. You're not going to lose it overnight. Use these things, these tools to help manipulate your metabolism, become a detective, because we want it to be flexible. Because doing the same thing, diets, 
you're going to, 95% of the people die getting it all back in one year. I think 97% of the people lose back in two years and 100% in three years. It's not going to work. Diets work for some people, but in general, it's not a normal eating pattern to be able to maintain, and they go back to the way they were. Why don't you figure out your metabolism? Why don't you figure out a way that's specific to you, a plan that's specific to you, that's going to help you be able to move in and out of different toggles, different times of your life, different things going on, just like I did, and be able to either make change or be able to um, maintain the change you've made. I hope this was helpful. It's a lot. There's a lot of information we're trying to pack into these little podcasts here. Um, but if you're interested, I have a link for the book right at, right in the um, the notes. And uh, if, if any questions about it, need some help with it, certainly always get a hold of me. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to what I have to say. You don't want to miss next week. Next week's going to be sitting down with Rachel Cosgrove, our fitness expert, talking about if you have any interest in metabolism um, and exercise and in general hormones and through menopause, you don't want to miss that. So thanks for watching. Have a great evening and I'll see you in a week.